This is Andy, and welcome to the newest season of the podcast. We're so excited to be sharing some incredible behavioral therapy programs for you to learn about. And whether you're just interested in learning and getting educated, or whether you're actually evaluating some programs, this should truly be an interesting, inspirational, educational season. So if you have any questions, feel free, as always, to reach out to me at Andy at We'd really appreciate it if you gave us a good review on Apple Podcasts so it could reach more people. And sit back and enjoy. Hi, this is Andy, and welcome to the Wilderness Therapy and Residential Treatment Journey podcast. I'm pleased to be speaking with Andrew Taylor, the co-founder and executive director of Pure Life, an adventure-based wilderness therapy program based in Costa Rica. So he's got some unique perspectives um, in dealing with young adults and in dealing with adventure therapy. Um, And his website actually says, dare to challenge, dare to change, and dare to live. So we want to dig into that a little bit today. Uh, and I'm really excited to be speaking with Andrew. So welcome aboard, Andrew. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate the invite to be here. So uh, I want to hear a little bit about your background uh, and understanding what brought you to, um, f- you know, co-founding such an innovative program. So I was, I'm I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah, grew up doing a lot of outdoor activities and always enjoyed that. And uh, in college, I got a job as a river guide on the Colorado River, working out of Moab, Utah, and had an amazing experience, did two summers there, ran into some guys who had done some work in Costa Rica, and that kind of caught my attention. And so I when I graduated college, I got a job working for Outward Bound Costa Rica, uh, running their whitewater program. And what was originally a three month job turned into six months. And as my mom likes to say, I never really came back <laughs> from Costa Rica. I just fell in love with the country. And, and I think that was really, it all laid the foundation for what I currently do because as a river guide, I I really enjoyed showing people the outdoors in a fun way. Um, At Outward Bound Costa Rica, I really enjoyed tapping into a little bit more meaning behind the experience. Um, And that's what really caught my attention was seeing that this could really change people. And after that, I started my own adventure travel company in named Pure Life Expeditions in Costa Rica. Did that for a few years on the side. And I'm, I'm leaving out a lot of details that, that would be boring to, to your listeners. Um, and, and really just decided I wanted to, to really get involved in the therapeutic arena um, because of my connection with the outdoors and what I, what I saw as being therapeutic to people I was working with that weren't coming for therapy. And I reached out to a handful of programs uh, in the US, connected with Aspiro Adventure, who partnered with me in 2013 to open what was Pure Life Aspiro. And then um, now in the 
in, through COVID, we, we separated our partnership amicably. They're great. We're still good friends and colleagues. And uh, it, what is now Pure Life Adventure. And I have two other partners on the ground in Costa Rica um, with me. Excellent. So one of the things that is different about you is there are a lot of people who grew up and pursued a clinical route and studied and um, you know, had some kind of life experience as a kid that inspired them to do that. You saw the change just through the adventure and outdoors because you're an outdoorsy person and partnered with people who had that clinical experience to provide that combination, correct? Yeah, yeah. You know, I've, I've always been drawn to human behavior and I've always had a strong curiosity for why we do what we do and how do we tick. So I actually, out of college, strongly considered becoming a therapist and decided not to at that time. And, and so I've always sort of gravitated around people trying to be better, people wanting to be better, the best version of themselves. And, and so, yeah, I, I kind of come at it from a really different approach. You know, a lot of people are therapists that start programs and whatnot. And um, there's, there's real value in that, you know, and, and I bring more of a coaching perspective, you know, uh -huh. to my clients and to what I do. And I also have a, a coaching program that I started during COVID called Octagon, um, which I really enjoy. And, and, and so, yeah, I, I come at it from a little bit of a different standpoint. I, I have an MBA, I, I have a business background um, which I, I thought might be frowned upon as we opened Pure Life, but actually I was really encouraged by all the people that were like, hey, we, we really like the fact that, you know, your budgets will hopefully be organized and you're, you know, you'll, you'll run this thing sustainably uh, from a business standpoint, which, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, no, I mean, every program needs several legs. You need to have passion, you need to know how to run the business and you need the clinical. So you bring your skill sets and combine it with other skill sets and, and have a really unique location and program. So if you could tell us more about your program and what makes it unique so the parents can understand about the approach and the process. And if they have young adults, they can consider it. I know that you have a more holistic approach and you talk about a life success plan. Maybe you can tell us about a couple of those, dig into a couple of those things. Yeah, you bet. I, you know, adventure and wilderness therapy at its core is about being in the outdoors and it's about novel environment. You, you've probably heard that talked about a lot on your podcast, but novel environment is what allows us as humans at any age, in any situation, it opens us up to, to significant change. And so the outdoors often provide that novel environment, and that's why it, it works. That's why it's successful. Um, what I saw was an opportunity to introduce two forms of novel environment to my clients, one being the outdoors and two being cultural immersion into a different culture. Now, Costa Rica has um, consistently come back by, by different standards as the happiest country in the world, or one of them. 
you know, and there's, there's a lot of ways to measure that. You could argue that if you wanted to, and you and I aren't here for that, but like, it's a happy country. The people are amazing. They're not necessarily poverty stricken. They're simple. I love pointing that out. It's, this isn't like, let's go see poverty and then feel good about what you have. No, this is look at people living life in a very different way than we were, we are programmed, you know, um, and see how they respond to it. And a lot of the tenants for, you know, positive psychology are very clear down in Costa Rica, community, um, you know, meaning, meaning in their, in their daily routines, spirituality, um, you know, those kinds of things, achievement, accomplishment, all of that is, is there. So I, I just, and, and my personal connection with Costa Rica through the years and seeing it change so many people, I was like, this, this is therapeutic. This could be really powerful. So was really happy when Aspiro, who were running a, a model that would make a lot of sense for what I wanted to do, uh, were willing to partner with me. And, and so what makes, what makes Pure Life unique, I think, is that cultural element, that introduction to the cultural element. I think another thing that makes it unique is we're working with young adults that, that have to be willing to engage and willing to come. And, and I know there are other programs that do that as well, but being in a foreign country, we're, we're pretty careful about who we take. Our clients need to be relatively stable. And, and so our milieu tends to be, and I hate this word, but there's no better word for it, a little softer milieu. And so, you know, historically we, we see wilderness therapy be more of a crisis intervention for stabilization and assessment, which it works really well for that. Um, I think we're pushing a little bit into a different territory where we're less crisis oriented and more oriented around that young adult that's stuck, unmotivated, low self-esteem, depressed, anxious, smoking too much pot maybe, um, vaping, a lot of nicotine, you know, a lot of self-medication that is stuck in the basement or maybe they're at college and they fell out, or maybe they're, you know, maybe they look really good, but they're falling apart inside. And everybody, you know, close to them knows it, but they're, they're holding it together for their peers and their, their teachers. Um, so Pure Life's an opportunity for that type of client to say, okay, I need, some, I need some help and I need something more than traditional therapy. And yeah, I'm willing to, I'm willing to step into an outdoor environment recognizing it'll be challenging and difficult in different ways, but recognizing that it'll be really life-changing and helpful. So I, there's that piece. You asked about the life skills plan, yeah. which I'd love to talk about as well. Do you want me to just jump into that or do you have some questions? No, I, well, one of the quick comments I have about novel environment is, you know, every human being needs stress. You know, if you have no stress on you, um, you won't survive much less prosper. But the question is, 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 it, is it positive stress where, where you're learning to adapt and are being challenged in the right way as opposed to negative stress, which is sometimes what sends these young adults or children into, into you know, a, a situation which is what requires them to go to programs like yours. So, so um, I like how the change of scenery kind of changes a negative stress into a positive stress situation. And, and certainly having a, you know, a different uh, setting and culture 
um, I imagine makes a, a, a huge difference. Um, so, um, so yeah, tell me more about this life success plan and, and, and uh, what is it and why is it useful? Yes. I, one quick comment on the stress piece. You know, there's some great TED Talks out there on you stress versus distress, right? And that's kind of what you were referring to is that positive stress versus that sure. negative stress. And that you, they, there's a lot of, I guess, you know, cool research happening showing that that you stress is, is good for us, right? We tend to be like, I'm stressed, you know? And um, anyway, so really good point. Um, the, the life success plan is this, when, when I, I struggled through my young adulthood, um, not, not as much in the same ways that a lot of our clients do, but lots of failure, marriage, divorce, you know, failed businesses. Um, I felt like I had a lot of momentum coming into my early 20s, and I felt like I ended my, my, late, my late 20s and early 30s pretty messy. <laughs> And so I'm actually a big fan of the 20s being messy because it's made for a really meaningful 30s and 40s for me. Um, when we opened Pure Life, I sat down and wrote everything I wish I had known at 18 that I know now. And I was uh -huh. 35 when we started the program. And so I sort of organized those into, into seven, eight different sort of courses, workshops, and that became our, our, life, our life skills curriculum at Pure Life. And, and we sort of frame it around earth, water, air, fire. They're, they're sectioned out. The students have the opportunity. I, I, I used to speak to them in person. Um, our staff are really trained to, to teach as well. My new partners are doing that. But, you know, we're talking about career development. We're talking about relationships, dating. We're talking about... Um, relationships with your parents we're talking about goal setting you know why do so many people show up at the gym the first week of january and um, we're not very good at goal setting let's take some different approaches some unique approaches and, and just let me interject there people are good at goal setting they're not good at executing <laughs> right exactly and and so you know looking at different ways to set goals or to set aspirations whatever you want to call them to get what we want yeah, to, to, achieve, to achieve them. Yep. Right. Right. And that's, so I'm really passionate about this. And, you know, I, I originally kind of created at the end, this life success plan that, that I would give them so that there would be continuity with their future therapist, or if they went to another program or when they, if they went home, like, like show this to your parents, you know, you've worked really hard. I changed the name and this may sound, um, self-righteous but i changed the name from success plan to action plan okay i because i think i think success is a pretty loaded word i use it all the time but i'm trying to kind of shift even my mindset around like action is what gets us the things that we want out of life we call it success call it whatever you want but yeah. it's action that gets us there because if you, get, if you don't get out there you don't learn and then you can't adapt and decide what you want to do right exactly Exactly. So, okay. Um, so can you give us a little bit more detail about how that's introduced to the young adults in your program? Um, the life skills class? Yeah. Are they, you know, 
they sit with therapists or they sit with you or they watch videos or how, how does how, how do you how do they get taken through that yeah platform so so once a week we are at base camp we have a base camp model so mondays and tuesdays our our, our students are at base camp and that's where we get a lot of the you know individual and group therapy and so it is it is structured as a therapeutic group it's not therapy but all the all the students are there um myself or my my one of my new partners alan are usually teaching it um now we've got the usually the therapist is present and and it's a discussion. I mean, we try to make it really engaging and, and, and it's a discussion. And then they have an assignment to do for the week. Then they come back the next week, present the assignment to us um, and the group. And we have discussion around the pre what they came back with. And so it, it is very much a processing group. We often take an hour and a half for it. And in, in, in recent, progress we actually now can get college credit for it so we can offer it as a two college credit course very good so it's interesting because um, i teach at a university in entrepreneurship it's one of the things i do as a part-time instructor and one of the things i suggest to the students is you may not have all the resources like finances or connections to start a business when you're in your 20s but it's also the least risky time for you to do it because your responsibilities are at their lowest point. So get out there, find out what you're good at, take your passions, figure it out. And certainly if you've thought about what those passions are and what you want to do and have kind of this life action plan that could help facilitate it more, whether you're at wilderness or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, you know, like I call it, go bump into the world, go bump into the world. Like we put so much pressure on the young adult to decide what they're going to be. I actually take a very different approach. I'm like, please don't decide. Right. Even if you're decided, you're lucky if you know what you want to be at this age. But even if you're decided, please don't decide yet. Go bump into the world, go take some jobs, go scrub toilets, go work at a fast food restaurant, go do an internship, go, go buy a ticket somewhere and volunteer at something and bump into the world and see where it takes you. Right. Because there is time later for what you said, the mortgage, the family, and, and you can't take those kinds of risks at that time. It's much right. harder. And even if you've decided that does, uh, the chances are, that's not where you're going to end up. <laughs> you're going to end up pivoting because <laughs> life comes at you. Right. And, and, well, and you how make many attorneys. Oh, sorry. I cut you off. No, go ahead. How many attorneys do you know that hate their jobs or aren't attorneys anymore? I can think of a handful that I went to college with. Yeah. I mean, you can talk about just about any field, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, thanks for sharing that. Um, let's pivot over to kind of some industry trends. I've been talking with a lot of, um, founders and executive directors of programs about, you know, some of the controversies in the industry that um, existed a long time ago that still, you know, because it's a vulnerable population that you're dealing with, there's still some controversies that are talked about from time to time, but there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of continuous improvement and a lot of standardization that is also going on. 
that's noteworthy is 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 a majority of these programs add such a, a great amount of value to their population. So, I'd like your perspective on that, if you don't mind sharing, Andrew. Yeah, it, you know it's interesting because I'm relatively new to the field of practice, and and so when people talk about the old days, I'm kind of confused, quite honestly. What I what I stepped into in partnering with Aspiro was a very relational, very nurturing approach to wilderness and adventure therapy in, in such that it's, you know, the, the policies and procedures that are in place to keep our young adults, our students safe, not just my program, but the best practices um, in terms of food, in terms of water intake, in terms of medical. I mean, um, the, the standards that are required of us, and I'm really glad they are, you know, I'm not complaining, are, are, are really relevant. And, and so a lot of the research that Mike Gass has done from UNH is showing that, that young people are safer in our programs than out of it. So this is what I came into. It was already in place. And so when I hear about criticisms, it really bums me out, makes me sad, right? Because I have not met a person in this entire field of practice that's like a jerk and wants to punish people. Like I haven't met one. It is the softest, nicest, gentlest, and, and firm at times, right? Like that's, that's part of being a healthy, well-adjusted adult. Those are the people that are attracted to doing this work. And so, you know, that, that there are criticisms, or it's, it's a bummer, right? Now, with that said, I do think we need to listen. If there's a, a small portion um, of, of alumni out of our programs that are feeling like they weren't well taken care of or that they weren't treated fairly, I, I think we need to listen and, um, and, and kind of, and get better. You know, it's like everything, everything is, is getting better. It should be, we are getting better. You know, like I think of things like <laughs> just in terms of safety, you know, and maybe this is a bad example, but when I was like five years old, I used to sit on my mom's lap while she drove the car, you know? Um, that was pretty uh, normal at that time. Well, now you could say, well, that was negligent and all this thing. My mother couldn't be a more caring and nurturing and safe mother. I know, I like the you know? example. Yeah, but th this is just kind of what people knew back then. Um, and, and it's changed. You know, my kids haven't been in a car without a car seat right two and a half they won't be out of a car seat i don't even know what age you probably know better than i do but you know i i'm i'm an eternal optimist almost annoyingly so and and so i i'm a massive believer that we are all here to progress and i think because maybe there are some things in the past that that were not done well um i don't think it's it's a it's it would be in my opinion, really extreme to be like, well, then it's all bad, you know? And so um, are there things right now that we need to do better? Probably, um, you know, I think we all practice from a standpoint of do no harm, you know, trying to be trauma-informed, trying to be, you know, uh, relational in, in our approach. And so, you know, yeah, that, those are kind of my thoughts. I'm rambling a little bit, so. No, no, well, 
You know, the reason I bring this up is the message to parents is the industry's come a long way. It has a history that started with Boy Scouts and more discipline and you know, that doesn't primarily exist right now. And for parents of young adults in, in, you know, for the case of pure life, you know, who are looking for a novel environment, a truly novel environment to help them grow, they should consider it and certainly not think about what happened 20 or 30 years ago as the, the scenario was improved and pure life didn't even exist then. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for weighing in on that. Um, um, I, I ask um, uh, recently. I've been asking of the of the owners of these uh, programs uh, to weigh in and give a message to parents about uh, what it takes to raise a resilient kid nowadays. And um, you know, assuming that they're not in crisis and they're raising a kid nowadays, what would you, what would you recommend? You're a father, you have kids, um, you know, parents are struggling with COVID and social media and other pressures that are coming at them in terms of raising their children that are very different um, than, you know, many years ago. And so uh, what's your perspective on that, Andrew? First of all, my heart goes out to all the parents of teenagers right now they have, you all have inherited the most difficult parenting scenario of our time because of the technologies and how quickly they have progressed without us knowing exactly how to manage it. And so if I, I don't know a parent out there of teenagers. Now I've got two-year-olds. We're not there yet, but we will be. And I, I hope that you all can, I hope it's all figured out by the time I have teenagers. Um, because, yeah, it's very hard, very frustrating, takes an immense amount of work to manage the technologies, the social medias, and, and all that comes with that. Um, so, you know, what would I say? I, I think surrounding your kids with good mentors, teachers, coaches, looking for those opportunities. Um, I grew up with a lot of that and was very lucky and it was just built into our community in a really um, beautiful way. And, you know, it's not a, like teenagers developmentally are trying to not be like their parents. It's called individuation and it's actually healthy. And so I'm, I'm sure you've, you've experienced this and heard it from other families where maybe you're saying something to that teenager and they're listening. The parents are like, oh, we've told them a hundred times. And happens it, all the time it just is and so I think being open to that and encouraging you know those kinds of relationships with people that you know and trust uh, I think that's a massive advantage and, and help um, getting outdoors unplugging free play you know that's something I'm learning with my two-year-olds right now um, all day long my wife and I are like don't do this, do that, eat that, drink that, you know, get in the car, um, you know, we change the dog beer, you know, and, and at the end of the day, my little boy, I have a boy and a girl, my little boy, I always know when it's time because he runs up and grabs my leg and starts just like growling and, and it's the free play time and it's on their terms, their games, whatever it is, often it's wrestling, Maybe we're throwing balls at each other. It is, it is just no rules. 
and other than no no kicking biting and and punching each each other because they're twins and I, it's it's an incredible time for us to bond and i find that if i take time for that they're a lot more receptive to me the rest of the day when we're trying to keep them moving to get places and do things and be healthy and take a nap and you know it's on their terms and so i think you know free play is something overlooked and find creative ways to do it with teenagers so no matter what age it's an opportunity for kids to explore and be curious and maybe having absolutely control you know and and parents engaging in a way that the parents are the curious one if your son's in star wars your daughter talk to me about star wars walk me through the clone wars haven't watched it yet you know if your son or daughter plays the guitar um, can you show me a few chords? Oh my gosh, you know, that's really hard. That's a really cool that you learn to do right. that, you know, and being genuine and authentic in that. One of the hardest things for teenagers to do is to see their parents' humanity. And if we can introduce, I think as parents, our humanity a little more, especially as they transition into young adulthood, then I think there's a better chance of a good connection and there's a better chance of a good relationship. I like that. Um, just tying it all together, I think one of the things that came to mind as you started out with social media on this topic is, is I think young adults and children have more access to be connected because of social media, yet they're less connected than ever. So it's connection without connection. So how do, you know, so it's, how do they overcome that? And that's, you know, COVID will hopefully be something in the past, in the near in the near future. Even if we have to get booster shots, and it takes more time, but as people re-engage more and more in person, they still have to know how to develop that humanity and individual connection and curiosity and resilience, right? Not just being able to tweet or text or do other things, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And honestly, Andy, I used to be a hardliner, like get away from all of that. I do think that we can find a healthy balance and it's very difficult right now, but I think we'll get better over time at finding that healthy balance of connecting in those ways positively and, and not letting go of that face-to-face -face interaction. Mm -hmm. My hope is that as COVID, as we open up, that a lot of these young people will see the value in face to face because they just simply haven't had it. It's been a yeah. lot harder to come by in the last year. I will tell you in 2021, given the political environment and all the noise, I got off of social media and I've never been happier because it, you know, <laughs> seeing the, seeing the way people reacted on social media and understanding how it influence has been influencing the way people think and act and are addicted to it just bothered me so much. And so I get on there for parents journey, uh, you know, in our community relating to that. But other than that, I've never been happier. And obviously, young adults and teenagers may not, you know, have that desire or ability, but having that balance is the right thing. Okay, so uh, wrapping up, I want people who have seen and listened to your all the good messages you have today, talk a little bit uh, and just share where they can reach out to you or, or find out more about your program. Yeah, thanks. Um, purelifeadventure.com is our website. Um, 
I also, my, my mentoring program is octagonmentoring.com. And I think that, uh, let's see, what's my podcast is In the Trenches with Andrew Taylor. I'm on iTunes as well and um, have a lot of great conversations that, that people can tap into there. And then um, we're on all the social medias, Instagram, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, and, and whatnot. So lots of ways to connect with us. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Um, so um, that will wrap us up for today. I uh, really enjoyed um, talking to you. Uh, you know, parents had an opportunity to learn so much about, um, you know, about, uh, you know, how to approach things with their young adults if they're struggling and how a novel environment could make all the difference in the world, uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, I hope, um, you know, you look into pure life, if it could be a, you know, if it could be a fit or you can, or you have questions, you know, about his community and program, whether it's a fit or not. Um, so yeah. thank you again, Andrew. And Andy, if I, yeah, if I could just say thank you, because I, I love that parents are starting to really engage in this conversation in a meaningful way. And it's really helpful to other parents to see to see this, you know, that parents are passionate as well about, you know, what we're doing and that it's working and that they've seen real benefits for their families. Yeah. Well, thank you. Cause thanks for no, it's my, it's my pleasure. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I've learned a lot. And I think one of the things that we didn't touch on earlier when we we're talking about the changes in the industry is parents have become a lot more engaged and that's, you know, as opposed to just sending your kid away. And so that's, that's increased the accountability as well as the, the, the level of care and safety as well. So thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Um, please take care of your children and continue to empower yourself with information at Parents Journey.